tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tin Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock, okay? Yes, we're in the new studio, and it is a packed show. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, the one, the only XG in the places to be, Xavier Guerrero. Holy shit, I found my new home. Yeah, dude. This is mm. your first time in the studio. It's dope. Yeah, it is nice, nice. right? It has everything. nice. I mean, dude, we took... It, it's a nice. casting couch. Yeah, this guy already <laughs> wanted to per pervert my beautiful studio. Uh, we're very thankful for you guys uh, who are joining us today. We got a great show. Uh, real quick, last night at the Comedy Store... It was awesome, man. We were up against everything. We are up against the World Series, Clipper Lakers, and it was still over 200 people in the main room to hear uh, well-crafted dick jokes by conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and I, thank you so much, man. You came out, and uh, everybody was blown away by the turnout. And then I want to thank everybody who came to the 51st sellout of uh, Comedy Chaos at the Comedy Store. So both nights were great. Both of you guys killed uh, XG and Reed Becker is here. Reed Marshall Becker. Uh, both of you guys killed. It was your first time in the main room. How was that? It was amazing. It was yeah. great. After Tim Dillon, Duncan Trussell, Eddie Bravo fucking killed. Yeah, everybody killed. Uh, it was so much fun. And it was so just fun. a perfect length of show. And we didn't normally do Q&A, but we were up against time, and nobody seemed to care, and they had a great time. So thank you, guys. And if uh, if you guys saw, tweet about it. And uh, just know that we're coming to Las Vegas. Our next show will be November 15th at the Backstage Bar and Grill. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Now, I'm already getting so, oh, how bad's your career? You're at, the, you're at a backstage bar and billiards, excuse me, bar and billiards. Uh, that's where they shoot Netflix specials. So just so you know, it's on Fremont Street. It's going to be great. The whole crew will be there. So uh, if you go to samtriplee.com, you can grab your tickets there. Uh, and all the dates coming up for the show, we're everywhere. We're in Portland. Uh, where else are we're we? At La Jolla Comedy Store. Yeah, La Jolla, Portland. So it's the end of the year. I'm also slowing down a little bit, so grab the shows while you can because there's only a couple of them left in 2019 before the whack job 2020 year comes. Mm -hmm. I mean, bizarro town. All right. Uh, if you support the show, go to our good friends at BetDSI. BetDSI for all your bet needs. Use the promo code HAT100 and you will get, uh, they will match anything you deposit up to $500. And dude, Lakers, Clippers, uh -huh. baseball. I mean, you name it, everything's cooking with gas right now. It's a great time to make those parlays, make the, bet the UFC, bet the uh, boxing's killing it, you name it. And listen, again, I talked to them. We are doing conspiracy bets. They're setting that up. You're going to be able to bet. Will Hillary come out as a lizard person? You're going to be able to put money on that very soon. So uh, super excited about that. The new T-shirts are available, man. We got two sets of T-shirts. You have the one that Xavier Guerrero is wearing, which is Once Upon a Time on This Flat Earth. 
Uh, that's from the show last night. And then we also have the Unabomber Was Right t-shirt, where you can go through his manifesto and realize he nailed everything. <laughs> that t-shirt is available as well. It's a great way to support the show. Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com and uh, grab yourself a t-shirt and represent, because the swarm is mighty. You guys always show up. And, I mean, you showed up to Salt Lake. I didn't even know we had Mormon listeners, but we did. <laughs> and then uh, the Patreon uh, my friend John Paul Rice, who's also joining us in studio, I'm going to give everybody a, a nice introduction, uh, but he does the Patreon all the time. Uh, we're putting three hours a week onto that thing, uh, Conspiracies Now, Secret Side of the Mad Hatters, uh, Sunday Fun Days, and everybody's favorite, for the record, where I call tech support, and uh, when they say we're recording this, I record it, and then I go on like a five-minute just like conspiracy rant to some dude in the Philippines who has to hear about bisexual lizard people. So all that more on the, on the Patreon. So that's the business. That's the business. How are we doing, Johnny? Johnny is uh, part of the show as well now. Uh, when we're not in the other studio, Johnny will be on the ones and two. Johnny Wood, you know him from uh, Punch Drunk Sports. And uh, no microphone. Good. Perfect. I prefer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little, I little lower. A little lower. So join us in studio. we got a full house. We're going hard to paint our first real official show. I know we did the Joker one with my good friend Mark. But uh, now we're going to uh, really dive into something that I'm excited to talk about. Uh, joining me, obviously, is XG. We have Johnny, uh, one of my favorite comic friends, uh, the guy who is so nice, brought me to Houston. I've always wanted to be in Houston, and he let me realize how gorgeous black women are in Houston. <laughs> uh, right, I can are. go watch gorgeous black Houston black ass uh, all the time. Uh, he's a truther. Uh, he's always here to give us the side of the Jews because we always blame That's them right. for everything, yeah. even though they haven't done, in my opinion, uh, are, are behind it. It's black Cuba Saturn people. Right. But please welcome Reed Marshall Becker. Thank you, everybody. Pleasure to be here. It's, I'm working really hard on adding that Marshall. Oh, I know yeah, it's important to you. Eh. I'm going to put it <laughs> in there. I'll take it. I'll take it how I can get it. Joining me also in studio, he's done the podcast a bunch of times. He's been on the Patreon. He's on this journey, a spiritual journey that I love. He's, he's entering multiple dimensions. All of those dimensions, he's suddenly good looking. Okay? Mm -hmm. Everybody loves him. Dude, the, the conspiracy smoke shows are going to love you on the show. You're growing your hair out. John Paul Rice, everybody. How are you, John? Hey, Sam. Great to be here. It's great to meet awesome. you. John, we love you. Uh, and John was nice enough to uh, send me a couple videos of our guests on Skype. Okay, he uh, he had. A, we're going to talk to him about a couple of the topics he's covered. Uh, he's got a great YouTube channel. Uh, you know, a lot, again, you always hear, "Oh, journalism is dead." It is not dead. It has gone indie, and it's gentlemen like it's like people like this next gentleman that are doing all the heavy lifting in the truth movement. Okay, everybody getting the real news out, and it's just it's so interesting when. You know, people you support are put, uh, and trust are putting out some information, and then these talking head idiots on MSNBC are giving out the exact opposite. So we're very excited to have him on Tim Foyle. Please welcome RP from the Red Pill 78 on channel Twitter. on That's YouTube. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for coming Thank on, dude. Thank you for having me, Sam. I appreciate it. And thank you for having a simple name that I did not butcher for the first time. Because usually <laughs> it's baptism by fire, and I wreck your name, and that's kind of our trial by fire here on the show. But thank you for coming on. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your, your channel. 
Well, uh, I do daily news roundups. I'll kind of pick like what I think are the most important stories of the day, things that are not getting a lot of press, uh, pretty much uh, going against the mainstream media narrative. I support the president, real proud of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and things that just, you know, you're not going to see other places, you know, like we're, we said, we were going to talk about the California fires. I got all kinds of cool theories about what's going on out in California. I think it's part of a larger plan. We'll get to that. Uh, and then on Fridays and Saturday night, I have a live stream where I will interview on Paul Rice, um, you know, filmmakers, musicians, authors, uh, just different people in uh, the truth movement from a, a variety of uh, spectrums. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that truth, because a lot of people think the truth community is, uh, conservative. Uh, I don't think it's conservative. I just think what happens right now is that the, the cross, the, the, the scope is on the Democratic Party right now. I mean, I am very anti-George <clears throat> Bush. I am very anti-Dick Cheney, uh, both the Rices, uh, you know, George Bo George Bush Sr. So we always get, and, and, and it's fine if nobody has a problem with that, but I, I don't think uh, that the conservative movement, I mean, that the conspiracy movement is conservative. I don't think they're on any side. Uh, I am a liberal. I, I am a traditional liberal. We've talked about this before, John, that, you know, in the old school version of the, I'm not even talking about hippies. I'm talking about way back in the day when we're talking about your right to bear gun, you know, the bear guns, your right to uh, freedom of speech, that kind of of a uh, liberal uh, equality for all men, women, regardless of your, your of your color and and your sexuality or your religion, like across the board, like that's that is the uh, kind of liberal I am. What are you finding as you meet your fans and you interview people? Who is your typical truther, Brett RP? Oh. I mean, I'd have to agree with you, Sam. I mean, I consider myself to be a classical liberal, too. I, I think that the definition of liberal today, you know, the far left, <laughs> it's been twisted. It's very far away from, you know, the classical liberal viewpoint, more like libertarian. Uh, you know, nowadays, far left, liberal, it means essentially socialist. So I have a lot of people, you know, and I voted for Obama twice. OK, I was a Democrat for most of my life. And the Democratic Party just kind of kept skewing farther and farther away from, you know, what I felt. You know, conservatism is kind of like the, the modern day counterculture. Uh, and I see that a lot of my my listeners and viewers are people who were also formerly Democrats, people who consider themselves to be just, you know, freedom loving and, uh, you know, care about their country, care about uh, their children, care about, you know, what happens to people. Uh, and, you know, I mean, the the far left, the Democrats, they have this focus on if you if you don't subscribe to their views, then you are some type of a, a horrible person. You know, I mean, you, you have to give away everything. It's really just like a modern day version of communism. And it's wrapped in this idea of, uh, you know, compassionate. Uh, but. You know, there's a big difference between conservatives and neocons. You yes. know, you mentioned uh, George W. Bush, uh, you know, Dick Cheney, you know, those war hawks, uh, people like Bill Kristol today. Uh, I, I see those people as as the never Trumpers, people that, uh, you know, are, they don't care about the, the betterment of the country. They don't care about the ideals that we stand for. Uh, I mean, they're just kind of positioned as controlled opposition against whatever they have on the left. 
And uh, I, I just see them as these dark arts dudes. Like they yeah. are very much in the dark arts, whether it's a, a black cube of Saturn or whatever that thing is that is, you know, that is both, uh, you know, we see in the Vatican, we see in the CIA, we see All in worship. like, you know, um, you know, like, I mean, like there's a, I don't, listen, man, I only can remember back to when I was a kid, John, I'd like to hear your take on this whole thing too, is like, you know, I don't know, maybe I was wrong about Jimmy Carter, but he seemed a little different than what we've had democratically from there. I, I'm not saying that everything he did was perfect because I think it's impossible at this, the way our system set up to get a pure person into the, the office of presidency you know and i think that's something that we're going to see with trump too because i think what trump does out what good outweighs the the things you can find bad about him and i'm like you're never going to get a pure person into that it's impossible in my opinion but you know i've listened to jimmy Dore talk about how like the Koch brothers basically supported the clintons to bring them in to the democratic party to pull the democrats to the center and make it more business, or that was the facade that was said. But in reality, it's about bringing a dark arts group in, John. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I share all your, your sentiments about that, but I think the one thing that is distinctly unique about this particular group is it hates capitalism. Because, because ultimately what they're saying is this, is that <clears throat> they use a cartel monopoly. That's not capitalism. They use the levers of power in its, in its forces to get centralized power in every case. So there's no such thing as a real free market. And so when we're talking about right and left, what we really need to be talking about is away from both that maintain this, this old guard, this bad system that is best for them and worse for everybody else. And you have to believe in the illusion to keep it going. 100%. It's it. It's like a credit yeah. card. You yeah. don't have the cash or the capital to spend it, but you can extend it with the life of, of debt. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, a lot of people think, like, this is just, I mean, when you listen to people talk about why they don't care about the Second Amendment, it's such a cuck thing. I've never seen people <laughs> want to bend over and take it from Uncle Sam more in my life with this notion that, what are we going to do? What can we do? The guns are too big. I'm like, any resistance is better than no resistance. And you guys think that, like, they would never pull shit? that they pull in Yemen, in the Middle yeah. East. They in won't Venezuela. pull that here. They would do it in a heartbeat. They don't They don't care. But it's like this quick thing. Like, we just had a story today. Like, I don't know how this isn't a violation of the First Amendment. They, you can be basically arrested or sued by the government for calling somebody a bitch in Minnesota. I mean, in uh, Minnesota, so, uh, Massachusetts. What a what? A bitch. If you call somebody a bitch. Yeah. And then wow. we have it in New York where it's like if you call somebody an illegal, it's a $250,000 fine. How is that not a violation of the First Amendment? Your thoughts on uh, anything? It is. You know, they're, they're slowly eroding away our rights and our freedoms by controlling language like that. You know, I mean, the same thing, you misgender someone in certain places and it's a hefty fine. You know, you can look at jail time. Uh, you know, it, it, the SJW, uh, you know, line of thinking that language is violence. Uh, you know, if you subscribe to that, then it really limits the things that you can say to a person in an open forum. Uh, and, and the more that they limit that, the more that they can control what people think and and what they say, 
and it makes it easier for people to be controlled. So, I, I, you know, we were talking before, and I say it all the time, and people are going to go, here he goes with this again. But it's like the Unabomber talked about all that, how it's like, you know, it's like these rich kids are going to hijack the liberal movement and make it about political correctness in a, you know, because what? hurts rich kids what are the two things people are juiced in they get they live in in gated communities they're they go to the most posh restaurants most posh clubs most posh schools where you know no real world things will ever ever really affect them and that is words because words elicit emotions and emotions to somebody who lives in a very pampered world are real hurtful things and then violence what do you always see oh the the, violence is never the answer well sometimes violence is the answer and i'm not saying going and punching a grandma raping somebody or anything that's deplorable violence but sometimes in a system that is set you must fight back, and sometimes that it could get ugly. So you have this one group who the only things can actually hurt them in the world. It will never be economics, as we see with Bill Maher talking about. I hope the economy crashes. Well, that's easy to you and your high high castle buddy in Hollywood. But what about the guys who live around where RP lives or or my mother in upstate New York? Like economy crashes, that's real world consequences to them. Well, so so they the two things that can hurt them, emotions and violence. And that's why they push so hard that these are the worst things ever. Thoughts, RP? You know, it's really ironic because the only reason that they are able to have their views and their freedoms is because of the Second Amendment here in America. America has been so successful for all these years, had you know no invasions because we all had guns. You know, you go to any of these countries anywhere in the world that have been, you know, overturned uh, or invaded in the last 200 years or whatever, and, you know, they don't have guns, so it makes it a lot easier for the uh, the troops to come in, the shock troops, and for them to be taken over. You know, and the other thing about uh, the uh, th- those individuals that you're talking about, uh, along with all that privilege, there's absolutely no real-world consequences yeah. for anything that they yeah, do. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a story coming up. Um, it's in relation to Hunter Biden and that very same subject. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, I mean, y- you see, when he was on that uh, interview on ABC the other day, and they're asking him, you know, did you do anything wrong? He's like, of course I didn't do anything wrong. You know, but like, I mean, he's, he's participating in actual corruption, uh, selling out the United States. Uh, of course, the Chinese gave him $1.5 billion dollars because he, they were going to have access to his father as the vice president of the United States. And for those people, they just don't care about it. They have lived in this insulated world for all these years. Nothing's going to touch them. If something goes wrong, one call to a person of authority and daddy's taking care of it. And the other big thing about it is they do not see us as real people. Yeah. The only people who are actual human beings are others like themselves. We are simply, you know, chattel. We're we're just you know, like human cattle basically. Yes. We are collateral for them to be yeah. used and abused. Our children are used for to be kidnapped and used in ritual stuff and it's all real and it happens all the time and it's like you come to LA, you know, everyone's like I you know, there's these people in the truth community who like 
they really want to go crazy on Jews. They're like, Jews, dude, Jews. I'm like, dude, if you stop at Jews, you completely have no clue what's going on. And yes, these people have Bergs and Steins in their names. But what you got to realize is like, it's much higher, dude. It's like, it is dark arts people who use like religions as masks to walk around us because if they actually let you knew what they were, you would stab them. You would want to hang them from a tree because you know they're there to steal from you. You know they're there to harm your children, to like set you up, get cancer. All these things that ruin your life and make you miserable because they feed off that shit. And then, yeah. you know, go on, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say evil knows no boundaries. You know, I mean, they have inserted themselves in every religion, in every power structure, uh, in every business. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I mean, you've got these evil, you know, ball worshiping, you know, Satanists, essentially. And they just move throughout life on a daily basis, you know, undercover because people don't see them, you know, for what they really are. And, and uh, you know, I mean, whatever they're saying that they believe on the outside uh, for public for the public to, to, to look at, whether it's Catholic or Jewish or, you know, Presbyterian, whatever it is, uh, you know, when they go behind closed doors, that's when their true belief systems yes. come out. You know, and uh, it, and it doesn't matter. I, I, I think, you know, you made a, a, an excellent point there. People focus in on single groups, you know, uh, and we've got it everywhere. It's throughout the entire world. It's it's bigger than most people can possibly imagine. And I think that it's a lot easier for them if they can just look at one group and say, you know, it's all them. But, you know, turn around. It's it's all around you. It's and, you know, how many groups have like the killers within if you actually look at like who who hurt them it's their own i mean mm. at, at the at the highest levels it's all the same same you know i'll call them kazarians or whatever you know like it's all the same dude but just below that there's a bunch of sellouts who sell out their own i mean africans <clears throat> sold africans hitler was yeah. jewish uh you know uh, 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 the Rothschilds created a spreadsheet system to categorize the 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 Jews that were in the concentration camp, so they could keep uh, you know uh, control. Uh, they could understand who is where and what they were all doing. You know, I mean, like it is it is the killer is always within, but nobody ever wants to see that because it's just it's so complex that you have to actually go. It's like in comedy, dude. Certain when I started comedy, if you said Jesus on stage, right? Mm. people's heads would just explode. They would, no matter what, what followed that. Jesus was a great guy. They would, it doesn't matter. You said Jesus at a comedy show. That's the most offensive thing. So now we're in these places where words automatically cause chaos. Uh, everything is like, what political correctness is, is it's meant to take away your, uh, your critical thinking. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And what is very funny is with this kid, Shane Gillis, who got in trouble, they called it lazy comedy. I go, Netflix is suffering because all they do is put out lazy comedy, which is, I'm an Asian, I'm a black guy, and you just know exactly what the act is going to be, and people are over it. So it's like people like RP doing like independent news. It's like Sam Morell, who I think is one of the best comics working today, is like, I'm going to put out my own special. That is how you beat 
the system, man. We have some real stuff going on. I want to get into you, uh, into with you, some stuff that I think John sends me all these awesome videos and mm -hmm. like I love John. I'm so thankful John keeps me on the tip of like all the stuff that's going on. Uh, I know that you uh, uh, read a Marshall Becker are a very big Q guy. Oh yeah, for sure. So so RP, do you want to start with Q? Do you want to start in the California fires? Where would you? Where? Well, what's the best launching point? You know, I mean, I think that Q takes us right into the California fires because there was, you know, a, a, a several different posts talking about it specifically. You know, I mean, I'm I, should I assume that your audience knows who Q is? Yes, they do. Uh, some, okay. you know, when you read the comments, oh, Q's just a psyop, and then some people are super Q. Uh, I, I think the information is real, so I, I and I have have to have an open mind to maybe it's insight. Or, and this is what we're going to ask you, maybe it's just spoiler alerts and they're just telling you what's coming up, but they could be a part of it. What are your whole thoughts on Q? Well, I completely believe that Q is directly connected to the president. I think it's a group of people. Uh, I, I think that the president is involved in it. I think that Q plus is actually President Trump uh, because if what is you, Q you know, plus, excuse Q, me, Q plus. Q, yeah, Q plus is is just, you know, when Q posts and signs off with a Q, sometimes the posts are signed Q plus. And if if you read President Trump's tweets, uh, if you look at the content of the Q plus posts uh, and, you know, even sometimes when they're posted, you know, I mean, like, you know, the, the timestamps on on those posts and also the president's tweets, sometimes they will coincide. But always the language is very similar. You know, uh, one of Q's favorite sayings, these people are sick. You know, President Trump says that a lot. You know, that's just one thing. I, I think that there have been too many proofs to even count showing that President Trump and Q are directly related. Uh, at least, you know, they're on the same team, if not, you know, completely sanctioned by the president. And uh, the information that's being put out is good. <coughs> there is uh, specifically a post that came out back in November of 2018. It was post 2467 talking about the California fires. Also in July before that post 1762 talking about the California fires. Uh, and, you know, I, last year there was this whole thing. President Trump was talking about taking away federal funding from California because of yes. all the sanctuary cities. Yes. Okay. All right. So Q asks, uh, you know, it, it, you know, also says, do you believe in coincidences? But, you know, one of the things that happened after President Trump announced that wildfires in California, like shot up it, like an insane amount. Uh, there have been uh, like thousands of wildfires uh, in the past couple of years. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's all been like, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's incredible. The amount I'm like, I've lived in California for 20 years almost, and I don't ever remember like fire season being this insane. And like, yeah. and, and, and not only that, but going back to last year's fires, how they are like very specific fires, like meaning the way they hit something, like like people have convinced themselves that it totally makes sense that a fire can just a fire can just destroy a house while all the trees around it are perfectly fine. Like it, yeah. it may, like 
So, so the whole thing is. And then these, cars what up, what up. toasted. Just, cars, yeah, just cars melting. Cars, yeah. Just in 2018, 7,500 fires. 7,500 fires. And here's the thing, dude. Going back to the uh, the, the cars melting, and, like, and bridges melting. Now you could sit there and go, all these houses have like certain kind of metals. We'll call them millennium metals. They are very <laughs> sensitive and melt at the at the biggest fire criticism, right? But these bridges, man, these bridges are old school metal, man, from way back in the day. And dude, they are melting. And we know fire, forest fires get up to I believe twelve hundred degrees where where metal burns at 1500 degrees and if if it's that hot it's burning metal why is that tree not burning now the whole thing is like the whole thing is these fires are caused by what droughts but then when you ask people why is that fire burning what do they say oh it's got water in it well is it a drought or are these do these trees have water in it? like what is going on you are the mental i hope <laughs> these people stretch before they try to do the mental gymnastics they have to do to to try to explain these forest fires. Your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, that's called cognitive dissonance. <laughs> They're not able to reconcile this stuff, you know? And and many of these fires publicly have been caused by PG&E, uh, the yep. Pacific Gas and Electric. And what's really fascinating is that in the last couple of weeks with this new round of fires, uh, there was a channel that I found on uh, YouTube, and the name of it is Logic Before Authority. He tracked that uh, – I think he's using some type of uh, like like weather satellite software, but there were – five simultaneous explosions across a region uh, in between northern and, and southern California the other day. And then, you know, the, those most, most recent fires started. Well, just yesterday, he tracked eight simultaneous explosions. Now, there's a couple different things you can take from that. Uh, you know, publicly, it's stated that these fires are starting because of poor forestry management on behalf of PG&E. They've got all these power lines and, and towers going everywhere, and they apparently don't have enough people to go through and, and clear the brush away. Uh, or you can think that maybe, you know, somebody's starting these fires on purpose. Maybe somebody is, you know, detonating multiple explosives at the same time. Uh, you know, but I mean, however, we, however you cut it, can I, I mean, just ask one, quick one question? is a good thing. Real quick, now Johnny is uh, Johnny, and I've done kind of some talk on this. And one thing Johnny brought up is that he in that video he thought the clouds were moving quite quickly, which would mean that it's possible that that was sped up, meaning that the fires all happened, but they weren't necessarily simultaneous. Meaning like boom, 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 but it was like boom, boom, boom. Boom. Any thoughts on that thing? Just because I got to give the other side to that. No, it's not a problem. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't take the vid the footage myself. You know, I mean, I was just using it. I, I So I don't know uh, the speed but there were with which explosions. that happened. It wasn't like a homeless guy started a fire in a camp and all of a sudden it no. showed up on the weather thing. It was there was a, a legit explosions within a short period of time. Exactly. And there, you know, five of them, you know, within a quick short period of time, eight of them yesterday. So, you know, I, I can't think of a reason why that would be happening unless there was like a substation that blew, which then, you know, simultaneously blew all of these uh, stations along the same route with the wires. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're prepared for this stuff. You know, I mean, last year before the uh, campfire started, 
they were saying that they were going to shut down power if it had, you know, particular conditions, like if it was dry and the wind was, you know, over a certain mile per hour. Uh, and, you know, everything was good. They knew that they needed to shut it down. They didn't shut it down. And then it just, you know, it took off. We had 85 people dying, you know, I mean, but and then you, but you get to the spot where all the houses are burning. None of the trees are burning. All of the cars are burning. You know, it, it's like you had spots in uh, like suburban areas where there's like like an Arby's in the middle of like a wooded yep. lot with a parking lot around it. <laughs> yep. And and the Arby's is just gone. It's completely gone. It's not burned down. It's exploded. It's like yes. decimated. Yeah, it, it, it does not make any logical sense. John, you want so, to say something? Oh, well, go ahead. Finish your thought, RP. I was just going to say, you know, with with those explosions taking place, it was my understanding from the uh, the creator of that video was that it was, you know, in fairly real time. Um, you know, I mean, this is some type of, you know, satellite imagery. So what we're seeing, you know, as clouds, you know, I don't know that those are necessarily clouds. I mean, that could just be, you know, some type of. Uh, you know, atmospheric movement and, you know, depending on how high it was, because we don't really get a, a sense of perspective. You know, I mean, the atmosphere is supposed to be moving at, what, 1,500 miles per hour? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. John, what did you have to say? What did you want to I add? wanted to ask him. Now, this is kind of interesting because I think you said you had a couple of theories as to what all of this may mean. So I'd be oh, interested yeah. to hear what what are your top This is one the good stuff. I love this. Well, uh, the the first one and probably like the oldest is that this is all part of uh, implementing Agenda 20, what is it, Agenda 20. 21. Now it's like Agenda 2030, something like that. Mm -hmm. But they have a, a large portion of the United States that ideally they want to remove human habitation from and create, you know, kind of business and personal use corridors. And then once all yep. the people are gone – you know, then then they'll go ahead and close it off and, and people won't be able to go back there and then nature will take back over. Uh, you know, the other thing is they have moved the uh, the the um, financial responsibility from PG&E uh, onto their uh, their customers. Mm -hmm. So as of the 2017 fires in 2018, California legislature allowed for them to pass the costs on to their their uh, their customers. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it's just it's insane. Unbelievable. You know, they, they filed for bankruptcy. So, you know, anybody that was suing them or in the process of suing them, you know, that's all going to go away right now. Uh, but, you know, this this honestly, my my number one thought is, that, you know, based on that Q post, President Trump stopped sending federal money. All of a sudden we have like 10 times the, the number of wildfires. They're burning hotter and faster than anything anybody's ever seen. Yep which created the need for an influx of federal money. It, it wasn't just PG&E that wasn't doing the forestry management. It was the state of California that was also not doing the forestry management. So once they stop clearing that brush from the ground and picking up the old sticks and clearing the grass, you know, it, it becomes like a tinderbox. You know, like you ever built a campfire? You put all that stuff at the bottom, the whole thing catches on fire. The same thing happened here. Although I think that, with the speed and uh, and the heat that we saw, I don't even think that that explains all of it. You know, I mean, I saw videos and images from 2017, which to me looked like there was directed energy weapons that were shooting down to the ground. 
uh, and in more than once, it, multiple people taking these images. I saw photos of a tree burning from the inside. Okay, have you ever seen that? Oh, it's I a pretty that. weird thing that. to see. The fire is consuming the inside of the tree. It was a live tree. The outside is completely alive. The bark is untouched. It's not black. It's not smoldering. It's coming from the inside. How do you burn a tree from the inside? Lasers. Yep. Yes. Directed energy weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so here, I, I and the follow-up what you're saying about, I've felt for a very long time over the last couple years that there has been a movement by the power elites to almost lock down California for themselves. Absolutely. That because the weather, the landscape is so beautiful. So now if we actually, and <clears throat> it was very interesting, man. So we had those fires last year. We watched kind of how the fires went down, right? And if you follow the course of the fires and where they were burning, they matched perfectly with this high-speed rail that Barbara Boxer's husband <laughs> got a half a half of a billion dollar deal to build this high speed rail system that and it wasn't just supposed to be like a very simple rail system it wasn't just supposed to be like hey we want to get uh you know uh Portland to Vegas no it was supposed to go all the way up through Canada Alaska come all the way down through Russia and hit where China mm. wow. It was supposed to be a high-speed rail system that allowed those things to connect. And it yeah. went perfectly down the thing. Because if you look at uh, the course that this rail system was supposed to go, and if you look at like the property value of those of this area that burnt, the, the, to buy out those houses would be trillions of dollars. Yeah. There was no way you were going to be able to buy these people out of their houses. Mm -hmm. And you're like, if you think they these people care about movie producers in mm -hmm. in, in um Malibu. Uh, Malibu? No. They would dude, listen, man, there's so many layers to this. Uh movie producer isn't even close to the top. They couldn't give mm -hmm. a shit. It goes back to us being cattle. So yep. what do you do? You burn <clears throat> this area down. You say it's unlivable, okay, uninhabitable, and then miraculously, hey man, it's much better. Let's just let's put a rail system in there. Or like, man, when we did San Francisco, I gotta be honest with you, that city was dead. It's yeah. dead. I mean, what? like, dude, it was a Friday night. This comedy club is right in this nice area, and dude, there's nobody at the restaurants. Nope. There's nobody on What's the, the street. Homeless people. Yeah, there was shit everywhere. Yeah. What a great way to get everybody out and leave this amazing Absolutely. area to these elites, man. Well, I've been noticing yeah. how um, uh, California, it's like that. The, um, when, I lived, when I lived in the Bay, you could see the growing, uh, growing schism between the, the lower middle class. Well, really, the, the middle class is being eroded. No, nobody in L.A. or if you're middle class in L.A. or San Francisco, you can't afford a house. Yep. Not even in the uh, surrounding all. areas. <laughs> Not at all. It's good. It, I mean, yeah. you're seeing you're seeing what uh, talk about what the elites want. They always talk about it. they want that social strata. They want the they don't want a middle class because that's where the, the people's power base grows the most. You know, it actually helps the environment. <laughs> there was a new study that came out that shows that if you have upward mobility with your income, you actually have time to think about the environment. Imagine yeah. that you get out of your survival mechanism. Yeah, your your survival, your lower your lower energy centers, oh, if yeah. you will. 
that all that emotion and you start to have thoughts for once that are very different. Outside of yourself. Yeah. Did you, you see the video of the underground fires? On like in the yes. sewage? Well, he, uh, oh, RP Porter, brought that Porter up. Ranch, yeah. The, the yeah, one, well, what's up with that? I was actually going to know. I what's I up know with that? that. <laughs> what's up well, with these have... fires in the sewers? <laughs> but so, that goes back to you, RP, and what you were kind of talking about, the, the, the great video you put out breaking down there might be something more going on with those fires and involves Q, right? Some yeah. stuff that Q told us about. Yeah, you know, um, well, this was actually a post that I had uh, found on Vote, or I'm sorry, it was sent to me. But the idea is that we know that there are deep underground military bases yep. all over the United States, uh, and many of them in this area uh, of California. I mean, California is huge. You know, so there's all different, uh, you know, amounts of space that we could have it uh, on there. But the idea is that the the deep state, you know, I mean, the cabal, the the guys we're fighting against, they've been building up these deep underground military bases for decades, and uh, you know, they're they're probably operating out of them. But this uh, individual who posted this this theory, uh, they thought that you know perhaps because the power went out this time yes. before this fire. Yep. Uh, now, if the power went out, uh, then the electricity that was uh, uh, that was being provided to those underground military bases would probably be coming from its own source. They, I'm sure that they would have their own type of way to make energy Yeah, if the power goes out, uh, boom, a generator turns on so they yep. don't like lose their defense systems or, or, or yep. anything vital that might be in the underground base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so this ties into those explosions that were seen. Uh, so th it was theorized that perhaps when the power went out for the people, uh, then the energy signature left over by the power in the underground bases would be visible uh, because, of course, the, the entrances are going to be hidden. Uh, and uh, and if you're not part of this, you know, cabal click, then you're not going to know where they are. Uh, but you know, this way they would be able to see it and then they would be able to maybe make a military strike against it. Right. Now, this ties into an earlier story that I had covered several months ago. The army had uh, put out a press release saying that they were they were training soldiers how to fight in underground tunnels. specifically. Yes. yes. That is oddly specific. Uh, very strange thing to do. So when you put all, you know, those, you know, the, the, the training underground, uh, then, you know, our knowledge of the underground bases, uh, then this strange power outage and then a fire. And this is the other thing. How could the fire have been started by the PG&E power lines if there was no power coursing through them? Uh, and then we have the video, which shows what appears to be five simultaneous explosions and then all of a sudden, more wildfires uh, all over California. So maybe this was a military operation. Maybe this was, you know, the good guys, the white hats, and they were looking to take out cabal bases. <laughs> and it was necessary to cut the power, or necessary power, to smoke yeah. them out, if you yeah. will. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're strategizing at what they're going to do to try to get federal aid after you've cut it off. It's a move and a counter move to trigger that to happen so that you get the opportunity then to have them cut the power. Whatever it is, yeah. whatever the reasons might be, you just know what all of their moves will be if that's, if that's the case. Because you can't just willy-nilly hope for that to happen so that you get your radar and your satellite above the area when the power is cut so that you can go down mile into the ground and see what's going on you know, underneath. That's how I think some of those folks who had found those tunnels in Antarctica 
they use the same kind of mm. radar system or, oh, or satellite. It's like system. a Fitbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a Fitbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone forgot to, to turn their Fitbit off, and they're like, "Oh, uh, you're you're what? You're just jogging in Antarctica underground? Yeah. Are you crazy? Following these very specific <laughs> paths yeah. and stuff." Yeah. I mean, if if there's some people listening to this think this is bizarro town, I will tell you, take a look at the Denver airport. How unusual that airport is. I mean, when what, it went way over budget and when people it's it's it's, it's, nowhere near the city it's 50 miles from denver the denver airport (laughs) is 50 miles from denver okay and people are like where's all this dirt coming from because they were they were just unloading obviously like where is it going where is it coming from and dude if you take a look at who owns property around the denver airport very powerful elite people at the highest levels not just like steven spielberg bullshit we're talking like lizard people you know like very high up (laughs) queen elizabeth all these people own all this property all around the denver airport and all the shadiness that's going down around there yeah and the symbolism is just everywhere they even have that masonic uh symbol like uh, oh yeah um, the the commemorative the horse uh, yeah 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 and then the horse horse that that, huge horse that mural was weird hey but he's right there's uh actually ten thousand marines got sent out to uh 29 palms in california mojave desert for massive training exercise yeah so that sounds like underground training yeah Well, I mean, there's so much going on with the uh, with the direct energy weapons. The base that has that technology is in California. So we were doing a show, and a young lady who was supposed to contact me because I wanted to interview her anonymously, <laughs> but she didn't hit me up. But when we were in uh, Sacramento, she came up to me, and she goes, I was in the area where um, all of it went down. She goes, hand to God, I look up. And there's this silver disc thing in the sky. Oh, wow. And she goes, the light goes across it, like almost like uh, Close Counters of the Third Kind, where it's like boop, 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 boop. She, no sound, she didn't say, but the lights go across, <laughs> they go across again, and then they flash across, and a giant flash comes out. Big white light, boom, comes out, she said, and then fires were everywhere. And it wasn't Sacramento, wow. it was Santa Cruz. She lived close to Paradise City. Oh, you know, it was Sacramento, though. It was when we played that that cool... Santa Cruz, wasn't no, it? No, 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 Sacramento. Okay. You're thinking about the two 19-year-olds you were creeping on. <laughs> uh, these, this was a guy... Uh, <laughs> this was a guy... A couple came to talk to us, and uh, it was very interesting because we'd had... we. It was a series of shows where we had had a bunch of PG&E employees coming and hanging out, and, and, and we did it in Bakersfield, and God bless these guys, but... They all look like like zero dark thirty motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we work at PG and I'm like, oh my god, again, again. <laughs> but she had said the exact same thing, John. I do want to ask you one question. There was a mention of this, I think, last year or within the the months after the the first round of fires, like the Paradise Fire. And then there was they were blaming it on PG and E and the lines, right? And then there was that yeah. video of that one area. But someone had mentioned that there was an what they thought is that they had a receptive, almost like satellite dish type device that they were beaming sun rays down to this area that was actually powering everything. And they were using the power structure like the I'm not I'm not saying they didn't get their power from other places, but in terms of where it was generated, they were actually 
charging us for free energy that they were getting from the sun and that that, that technology uh, may have been also involved with the creation of the fires that it could have had an uh, explosion or a meltdown or some kind of malfunction and that that energy went surging through the lines which caused the explosions. I, have you heard anything about that? I mean, that's kind of, I didn't investigate that, but I had, I had seen a couple of people who had really talked and then they had brought out an email I don't know if it was a WikiLeaks email, but there was an email that somebody had published showing <clears throat> mention of how they were going to use this alternative energy source in the future, and it was going to come online for California, and they were going to use it taking uh, solar energy. There was some, d did you know anything about that? Or? No, I mean, I've heard of solar farms out in California, yeah, the, we've out seen in the them. desert, okay. we've but, seen uh, them, but not... Go on, sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go on, go on. Basically, it's like... What you're saying they're doing is the same thing bottled water companies are doing. <laughs> they're just I don't put it past them. You know, at this point it's, it's, it's like well, you're gonna say, Well, that's too far. It's like, well, no, they sacrifice kids. What else the hell yeah. else? Yeah, like it's like what you said, there's no boundary, there's no limit to to what they would so do. So those charging things, are you talking about like that stuff where you're going to Vegas? Yeah, like have uh, you seen those things where you're just driving by Vegas and you yeah, just see a bunch like, of yeah. mirrors hitting reflections? You're no, like, what no, the no, fuck no. is that for? I was no, 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 no. I was talking about like there would actually be like a satellite dish. There was actually a name of the area <laughs> given. Anyway, I'll I'll do my own research. I'll get back to you guys. No, I but I wouldn't know. doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that they have a, a super advanced way to harness the sun. Yeah. Super beyond of what yeah. we know right now. They did in Superman Four. Well, and you know, what? <laughs> a lot of people think that was a doc. Everybody, that wasn't really scripted. That was a doc. I know. See, it's predictive programming. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I I had one more point, guys, on yeah. the explosions. Um, I had a listener who lives in Huntington Beach, which is not that far away from Los Alamos, mm -hmm. not too far away from uh, Port of Long Beach, uh, and also very close to where one of those explosions would have been that was caught on that satellite image. And he said that on Friday, on that day that they were, uh, you know, reported to have gone off, he did hear an explosion, you know, very loud. So oh, somebody well, on the ground. You know, we bring, I brought this story up before, but uh, we were doing our, one of the first tinfoil hat comedy nights we did, we did in La Jolla. And a, I asked the guy, uh, anybody heard about the fires? And he's like, well, I'm from there. I'm like, did you see anything? He's like, nope, I didn't see anything. I'm like, okay, that's a weird reaction, yeah. but that's fine. So after the show, he ran up to me. He goes, listen, I didn't want to say anything because I'm kind of scared. I don't want anyone to know. But he goes, I saw multiple Snapchats that people had recorded of people relighting fires. Like they're running up and starting fires again. And I, I brought that up to someone. It's like, yeah, dude, they're just trying to clear the brush. I go, dude, when you have a, a, a murder fire going on where like 80 people have died, you don't start more fires yeah. to help stop the fires. It makes no sense. I can't think of a single logical reason why people would do that unless, you know, it, starting the fires and, you know, burning those people out and was was the plan. And I think that lines up pretty perfectly with that uh, high-speed rail. California's in a lot of trouble because they took all that money and they haven't done a single thing with it. Uh, they haven't, I don't know that they've even started that rail system. I just know that they've been talking about it for so long. And we have a governor who's taken huge money from PG&E. And I have on very good sources that allegedly Gavin Newsom is, uh, let's just say, a little shady with the ladies. Okay? <laughs> a little shady with the ladies. And I have, 
I'll tell you off air who told me it. I don't want to uh, like you know put you know blow him up. But I mean, like I I I would say okay, I, I agree with what I've heard that this guy's right there in this compromise political politicians who get put in power positions because they have a lot of crazy shit on them. Well, uh, didn't uh, Gavin Newsom get his uh, best friend's wife pregnant? Right? I'm pretty sure that's... Y'all didn't hear about that? Or was that Hunter who got his... uh, (laughs) Who started banging his dead brothers? All these high-level freaks, man. And isn't, um, uh, by marriage, I think Gavin is related to Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Yes. She. Yes. He is. Oh well. well, Let's get into that real quick. Along the lines of what you mentioned about taking money and not doing anything, we saw two prominent Baltimore politicians suddenly die right around each other. Yep. Right after President Trump puts all that heat on him, about fifteen billion dollars that just went, you know, up in flames. Who Elijah Cummings is the only person who could lose fifteen thousand dollars? Excuse me, fifteen billion dollars in Baltimore. Uh, you know, there's obviously that money just went into you know shady deals, uh, payoffs into his own bank account. His wife is under a lot of scrutiny, too, uh, because before President Trump started talking about Elijah Cummings and that missing money, uh, their charity, they have a charity and a, a private for-profit business, which have the like the exact same name. The only difference is that one's 501c3, the other one is an LLC, and uh, they gained millions of dollars uh, from that business by doing uh, deals with companies that were uh, testifying before Elijah Cummings committee. So unbelievable. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and now I hear she was running for governor, but now that his seat is vacated, apparently she's going to run for his seat. And, uh, you know, I, I, these, these people, they, they have absolutely zero think, uh, zero care for the fact that they're just sucking the country dry. They're taking all this money and people are, just so much worse for wear. But at the same time, we're supposed to be taking care of, you know, millions of illegal immigrants. We're supposed to be just handing out money all over the place. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. I, I don't understand the left and their opinion on illegals and, uh, you know, handing out all this free money. Like, does anyone have a sense of self-preservation? You know, I mean, there will be no country for them to illegally immigrate to if we completely just blow the lot, blow the wad on uh, handing out, you know, free money and free apartments and, you know, and then just setting ourselves up for failure. People got to look at Europe. Nobody like the problem is like, dude, if you are still expecting mainstream news to give you any truth, you are lost. You are a lost person, man. How many times do they have to get busted? If you're crying about the Ukraine after you just got lied to about Russia, like, you're lost, dude. And, dude, if you don't look at what's happening in Europe right now with crippling immigration. Now, I will tell you that, obviously, uh, you know, George Soros has a lot to do with those people probably paying for a lot of it, but also a lot of it is we're bombing the fuck out of their countries and they just want to get out. They don't want to get Mm. hit. 
So again, we're we're allowing the military industrial complex to destroy traditions. And that's mm-hmm. what's going on in, in Europe right now. I mean, the the taking away of guns. I mean, dude, if you're Jewish and you are pro gun control, you have no clue of what go, what's going on with the Holocaust. Now, people say, "Oh, they took guns before Hitler." Dude, if you think Hitler was in control of anything, you're a crazy person. <laughs> He was a puppet. What do they say? Why is Hitler any different than when they say, hey, uh, leaders aren't chosen? I mean, aren't voted in, they're chosen. They aren't, you know? I mean, it's just the truth. And it's like, dude, they they, look at the Armenians, look at the Jews in Germany, look at the Armenians in Turkey, you know, in Turkey. I mean, Rwanda. Everywhere they take away guns, there's mass slaughter. Look what's happening in every, look what's happening in China right now (laughs) when, you know, uh, where'd they just send Chile? Like the police. Are like yeah. causing vandalism so they can blame it on the people the and, the, yeah. and they're shooting protesters. Wow. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, Lebanon as well, you know? There's a rising going up against globalists, uh, RP. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we've seen it in so many different countries after Donald Trump was elected. And here's the, you just made an interesting point. You know, leaders are chosen, they're not elected, except for Donald Trump. They did not expect Donald Trump to win. Uh, they thought that it was in the bag for Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, Hillary was, you know, their man the whole time. I believe that Donald Trump has existed amongst these elites his entire life, but he never became one uh, in, in the way that Hillary Clinton and, you know, like John Podesta, like those types of people. Uh, I don't think that uh, President Trump has participated in crimes against children. Uh, I don't think that he's part of this, you know, ball worshiping sacrifice culture that they have. Uh, uh, real quick, I, RP, can you make, yeah. uh, can you comment on any research you've done on the case whenever you say that Trump didn't participate in any of this pedophilia? The first thing they bring up is this case uh, in which. Much later, uh, a, a girl said she, I think she was 13, said that he did all this stuff and, uh, uh, and that we've had employees of Epstein uh, uh, testify that he did that. What is your take on that one point? Uh, Trump was listed in Epstein's little black book, uh, but the people listed in Epstein's little black book were the like, you know, social and, you know, banking elites. Uh, Not everybody whose phone number he had was like friends with him and went to his island. We know that Bill Clinton went to that island, flew on his private jet dozens of times. President Trump never did. Virginia Guffrey, uh, or the uh, the woman who, you know, really broke the ice on all of these charges against Epstein, She never saw President Trump, okay? And any of these claims against President Trump, uh, they're they're baseless, okay? This this is like, you know, the Me Too thing, people coming out and making claims against people in the press rather than calling the police and having charges brought. You know, it's illegal if you do that. Ask Jesse Smollett. Uh, But (laughs) if they just want to – if they just want to impugn someone's character and destroy them in the court of public opinion, they, you know, go get Gloria Allred for a lawyer and have a press conference mm-hmm. and say, you know, Donald Trump, you know, touched me on an airplane. But none of them have had a case brought against him. Donald Trump has never been convicted of any of that stuff. This is the only thing that the left <laughs> can cling to. Jeffrey Epstein because he was part of the, you know, social, you know, wealthy elite down in Palm Beach 
he went to uh, uh, you know Mar-a-Lago. Well, what they never want to tell you is that Trump barred Epstein from Mar-a-Lago. Tr- uh, Epstein mm-hmm. made a pass at one of the members' 14-year-old daughters. President Trump, you know, just Donald Trump at that time, he found out about it. He absolutely barred Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, and from the time that he barred him from coming to Mar-a-Lago, they never had any contact. You know, I mean, there's there's one video of Epstein hanging out at Mar-a-Lago, you know, in the vicinity of Donald Trump. They're talking. President Trump is a gregarious guy. You know, I mean, there's people around. He talks to them. You know, he said that the Clintons were basically nice people, but he's also playing (laughs) 4D chess. Okay, he did not want Hillary and these, you know, evil people to believe that once he got into office that he was going to go after them and take them down. You know, so many people got upset. Oh, he said the Clintons are good people. Well, geez, you know, you're, you're you just became leader of the free world and you're trying not to get assassinated. You know, what would you do? <laughs> yeah. You know, j- just because he has just because he said something, you know, uh, in, in public doesn't mean that he isn't strategizing and making moves behind the scenes. I think he totally is. I would say that it was under President Trump's uh, administration, under the DOJ of Bill Barr, that Epstein was arrested and he was charged. Now, if it would have been any other president, that never would have happened because every other individual in those spheres in politics and, you know, in the wealthy uh, you know, elite, they were all actually connected to Jeffrey Epstein. They actually went to his island. They actually went to his um, Manhattan, uh, you know, uh, brownstone and got massages from underage girls. I, I mean, these people, you know, the only reason they weren't charged is because they, uh, you know, he got this sweetheart deal. You know that uh, Alex Acosta, when he was the DA or, or maybe not U.S. attorney, U.S. attorney down in Florida, he was told to leave Epstein alone because he belonged to intelligence. Which is okay, Mossad, He was given a right? stand-down order. Do you think it's Mossad? Well, I think that I would say he's probably connected to Mossad as well as being connected to the CIA. You know, I, I think that there isn't much difference when you get to a certain level. Yeah. I think they're working together, you know, pretty much hand in glove. But, uh, you know, all of the all of the things that that uh, that Jeffrey Epstein was guilty of, and I'm I'm fairly confident in saying that he was guilty of those things. Uh, that all happened under the, you know, the Democrats and previous administrations. It didn't happen under Trump. Trump was the president when Epstein was arrested and charged, and he was going to sing like a bird. I, you know, I don't think that he was willing to spend the rest of his life in a maximum security prison. Uh, you know, Is because he, you know, he, he had some. Do you think he's dead, RP? Do you think Epstein's I, dead? You know, I I think it's very possible that he was assassinated. Um, I also think it's very possible that he was uh, smuggled out and there was another body put in his place. When I did a video on this, you know, I compared the dead body to Jeffrey Epstein. And, you know, I'd say that the ears did not match up. Uh, I'd say that, uh, you know, the shape of the face, the shape of the nose, none of it matched up. You know, even if you're talking about, you know, there being some swelling because he was strangled. I think that that body was not Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, so there's a possibility that he was smuggled out and he's in Israel right now. Uh, he could be in the Maldives. He could be in, uh, you know, any other small uh, European country. Uh, or, you know, I, I think that he might have had, you know, his death faked by the DOJ uh, and President Trump's administration so that he could be kept safe 
and squirreled away to some safe house. I, I, I tend to lean towards that, you know, but anytime I don't have evidence, it's, I don't, I don't want to come out and tell people because people will take it and be like, RP said that, you know, Epstein's alive. You know, he might be. And I think it's, it's a good possibility, but heck, you know, we'll find out, I'm sure. Well, you know, one thing, uh, I'll go on, John. Oh, no, I, go ahead, Sam. I wanted to talk to you about what's going on with these military tribunes. And, uh, yeah. you know, are these really happening? Do you think that these people who are suddenly dying, and dude, there's been a lot of death mm -hmm. in the three years. You know, some of these guys are older, like obviously George Bush. Uh, you know, senior was quite old. Um, you know, McCain suddenly was cured, and then suddenly came back and he was dead within two minutes. Several yeah. references to the you can't kill him twice, he got killed, stuff like that. Yep, yep. Like, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, Kasich said it. You know, Kasich said that he was uh, he was uh, like, you know, executed. Uh, Megan McCain the other day said that thing about you can't kill him twice. Uh, yes, I think that McCain was, uh, you know, executed by the government. I think that there was a military tribunal. I can tell you that right now down in uh, Guantanamo, there are actual, uh, you know, military trials taking place right now uh, for people that were involved in 9-11. Uh, I can tell you that I have uh, a viewer who is a realtor in uh, a southern state, we'll say. I don't want to give his location okay, away. Okay, don't want to blow the spot up. Yeah, yeah, but his, um, he, you know, he was doing. He's a military guy, uh, retired, and he was doing an open house, and there was an active duty serviceman that came through, and he said that he had just been activated and he was being sent down to Guantanamo. He is a transport specialist. He said that he was told that in January. Well, right now they're prepping Guantanamo, but in January they're looking to go from. I, I think maybe they have like twelve people there right now, something like that. To over a thousand, okay, uh, the people that would be sent down to Guantanamo would have to be the worst of the worst. You know, the people that are committed treason. And I can tell you this: we've got over a hundred thousand sealed indictments here in the United States right now. That alone is unprecedented. Those indictments are going to lead somewhere. They're going to lead to people. They're going to lead to cases, uh, and those people are going to need to be tried. I think that the worst of the worst, having committed treason, uh, you know, having an involvement directly in this coup attempt against President Trump, those are the people when that are going that to happen? be tried. Now, are you What's talking that? the Russian collusion? Are you Ukrainian? Are you are you talking about not Scott Walker? Who is the gentleman from Wisconsin that was the head of the RNC? Uh, that's Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. The emails that were talked about uh, that involved the vice president yep. about you know some what? stuff going down. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I can actually say that I do not believe the Paul Ryan, uh, Mike Pence emails to be legit. Okay. Uh, the the website, the Pence Ryan website that was supposedly the official campaign website. I used to build websites. Okay. Like, so there is a level of quality that goes with a, you know, a, a major, a major nationwide presidential campaign. This was built on a, a free Wix website. Uh, it was, you know, it's publicly accessible. You know, you, you don't, when you're doing a production website for something that high profile, you would not just have it available for anybody to find on the internet. Uh, and you know, and I don't believe that they would be communicating through, you know, Gmail addresses, Mike Pence at gmail.com or <laughs> Paul Ryan at gmail.com. So I think that is a total hoax. 
uh, it, funny, you know, and that guy got a lot of traffic from it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that he had his, his website monetized, so he got lots of Google ads uh, I money. sold some blue chew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I just, I don't believe that's true at all. But, you know, treason, uh, let's, let's say, let's say uh, Jim Comey, let's say Andrew McCabe, let's say John Brennan. Let's say um, James Clapper. Yep. You yep. Know? Yep. These people, Hillary Clinton. I th Hillary Clinton was knee deep in this, you know, Russian collusion narrative. She started. She's calling Tulsi Gabbard a Russian <laughs> asset the other day. Like, come on. Uh, she's just so transparent. Uh, you know, I like. I I remembered watching this Russia collusion narrative like take a foothold. You know, like you see one thing mentioned, you know, possibly, you know, Donald Trump was working with the Russians. And then you see Hillary Clinton say that, oh, you know, they, they found this link between Trump Tower and a bank in, uh, in, in Russia, you know, and its experts said it. Well, it turns out that the expert was somebody who's a huge fan of Hillary Clinton, and, uh, and, and they did not actually find this. It was totally fake. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Once they put it out there, yeah. In public, you've got all of these people just rabid anti never Trumpers. They hear it and they're like, Yes, we got him. You know, I get people all the time like, Your boy's gonna be impeached. You know, <laughs> he's going down. Be like, Okay, well, then ask the Democrats to, to vote on the impeachment and make it a legitimate, uh, uh, you know, hearing. But they won't because it's not and nothing's gonna happen to Trump. I, I mean, what you know, people all the time they're like, you know, why would Trump be allowing this? Well, yeah, you got to remember, he's he's only the president. There's only so much that he can just you know say, you know, you do this or make this happen. You know, he can't act like a dictator. You know, I mean, he can't just go out there and you know pull uh, Bill Barr's strings and make him do whatever he wants. It has to happen legally. We are so used to in this country, yes. you know, just this absolute lawlessness. You know, like the just total corruption from top to bottom in all of these federal agencies, uh, people just, you know, doing whatever they want and you know, putting people in prison just to silence them, uh, you know, murdering people. You know, how, how how big is the Clinton body count now? <laughs> you know, it's it's um, it's people are just so used to it being outside of the norm. Nobody knows anymore what it's like to live in a law abiding society where the government you know, goes through the necessary processes that are outlined in, uh, you know, our laws and our statutes and the Constitution. You know, it, uh, it people have their minds twisted. You know, so President Trump, he is setting the stage to bring us back to a state of, you know, lawful order. And he's been slowly building up his administration, you know, getting rid of people and, you know, filling in the, in the, um, the spot with somebody else and then finally getting to, you know, where he needs to be. But you got to you got to know, like the, the resistance in the deep state, it's just absolutely massive. You know, this whole thing with uh, this this whistleblower or the whistle leaker, like I said today, uh, in regards to the Ukraine call. You know, I mean, we already know that there was no quid pro quo. All right. And it's pretty obvious that the guy who is more than likely the, the whistleblower, Eric Staramella, you know, he worked directly with Schiff. He worked directly with Biden. Uh, he worked on Ukraine. He's a, he's a CIA officer, clowns in America. You know, like all of <laughs> wow. these things wow. line up directly. It's so clearly manufactured. Mm -hmm. And I feel like more people than ever are able to see that. And, you know, as soon as they hear something new from the Democrats, you know, 
some BS projection. You know, they, they had to do the Ukraine thing because it was the only thing close enough to what Biden did, you know, that it muddies the water. <laughs> You know, they say President Trump quid pro quo with Ukraine. And then, it, you know, uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the conversation was about Biden doing quid pro quo and corruption, you know, but oh, no, now you're only saying it because you uh, you're scared of Biden. Nobody's scared of Biden. Yeah. Biden's you know, an this idiot. guy can he can barely put a sentence together, let alone walk on stage. Are there things that oh, you have some, John? No, no, no. I, go ahead. Are there things about Trump that make you nervous? Like, uh, you know, Jared Kushner. I think being an international banking couple in the White House, his daughter pushing uh, minority report uh, technology, uh, you know, sending troops to Saudi Arabia. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I mean, Saudi Arabia is now paying for those troops, which is something completely unique in history. Uh, I, I, I also know that he brought home troops from Syria. You know, I mean, that was an illegitimate war right there. But people like Jared Kushner, people like uh, Ivanka, I think that it's necessary for President Trump to surround himself with people that make other people in the power elite comfortable. You know, like John Bolton, he's a neocon war hawk. I hate John Bolton, you know, but President Trump chose him as his national security advisor. That made a lot of people really upset. Um, but President Trump also didn't do anything that John Bolton told him to do. And then he eventually got rid of him. He was there just long enough so that President Trump could, you know, complete some, uh, you know, task along the way, uh, you know, carry on, make the neocon warhawks think that Trump is in their back pocket now because John Bolton's telling them what to do, but it's the exact opposite. You know, I think that President Trump has Ivanka and Jared there because, you know, by and large, he can't trust a lot of people. You know, he needs to have certain people around him so that, you know, he has a, a level of uh, safety and security. Uh, and then people that are clearly his enemies need to be very close to him so that he can keep an eye on him. Did you, uh, did you uh, y'all hear about that theory that um, Kushner was the one that took the information to the uh, uh, the Saudi crown uh, prince, the newly appointed one, and then that's where the um, about the coup attempt that was uh, about to start on him, so he reversed it, went after everyone. There was a rumor a rumor about that that it was Kushner because he went to Saudi Arabia. That's very rare for like let's be honest, a Jewish guy to go meet the royal family. Yeah, so. uh, I have heard that, and I think that if that's the case, then I think that. President Trump sent him there. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, but I mean, that's, you know, that taking that back to Q right there, that was one of the first things that Q posted about was uh, what was going to happen in Saudi Arabia. And then within a matter of days, mm. we have it just popping off. And, uh, you know, now it's, it's, you know, it's basically not the same game. Previously, the cabal, these evil people, I'm sure that they were yeah. running... Just thousands, if not millions of kids through Saudi Arabia. Probably, I know that I've heard that they had open marketplaces for, for yes. child slaves mm -hmm. of all different types. They you call know? it Wonderland? Makes right? me sick. Yeah, Wonderland. Exactly. You know, uh, they, they, had, they had specific, you know, points set up all over the, you know, all over the world, pardon me. Uh, and, uh, and, and they had their, their rat lines set up, you know, so that they could, you know, safely take somebody from here to there. They're running money through here and slowly each one of those is getting cut off and the network gets smaller, uh, and they are not able to do business in the same way. 
you know, you look and see who's come into power since President Trump was elected. We've got new leadership in Australia, had a big part to play in Spygate. New leadership in Italy, another big part to play in Spygate. New leadership in Ukraine, also huge part in Spygate. You know, the list goes on. You know, Britain, also Netanyahu's huge part in Netanyahu's in trouble, right? I mean, Netanyahu's in trouble. Yeah. Well, he's always yeah, in trouble. I think, <laughs> I think he might be. I mean, his wife is going to prison, isn't she? Yeah. But they gave him they yeah. gave him a month to form a coalition. That and he didn't do it, right? He didn't do it. So what does that mean, John? I don't know. But it's not good for him. So something about if he can't form a coalition, he has to step down, right? And no. then, then he's open legally yeah. to uh I think it's because he doesn't have a majority of his party. Yeah. Well, I think I think Netanyahu's the Dick Cheney of the uh, yeah. uh Middle East. And he's uh and I know now that, I mean, like, here's the thing, dude. Just because anybody's part of an international cabal, you know, uh, sometimes there's infighting. And there's, like, a, mm -hmm. supposedly an infight between Trump and Sheldon Anderson. Uh, Sheldon Alderson, excuse me, uh, and uh, Netanyahu. And that was a big problem. And then you always hear Alex Jones say, and we whatever you want with Alex Jones, but he says that the Rothschilds and Netanyahu don't get along now. So... There's different uh, factions at work. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I completely agree. Completely. And you know, it's like if everyone thinks there's one group, there's not. There's multiple groups going at it. And when it when it's conducive to work together, they work together. When it's not conducive to work together, they go to war, man. And we're seeing that could be what's happening in Israel. I mean, like. You know, through independent news, it, what goes on in Israel is now more talked about. Yeah. And that there are, and dude, I talk about it and I take a beating in the truth community. It's like, I think the average Israeli is like the average American, you know, just bombarded yeah. with propaganda. So when you hear like high ups in the Israel government refer to Middle Eastern as dogs, that says to me they're brainwashed. And when you go at the highest levels, they're not even Hebrews, man. They are dark arts motherfuckers who have created a business transaction in Israel and cloaked it as a religious war. Well, uh, um, uh, Barak uh, was a good friend of uh, Epstein's. I mean, he, there are plenty of pictures and, and uh, yeah. associations. Was visiting me in yeah. jail. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like, um, and it, it just, they do it right in front of your face. They don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. They don't give a shit because they know that the, uh, they have the megaphone to cover it up. I mean, the media will just say the opposite. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And the, the numbers in the media are so bad right now. I mean, you look at the DNC like debates, nobody's watching them. Yeah. Because they just know the whole thing's a fraud. And I think that's what they want. I think the DNC wants to drive it into the ground. So they represent liberals and nobody gives a fuck. And I tell people the DNC, progressives, social justice warriors, lefties are not liberals. Okay. They are a, a fucking paradigm and dogma that is completely be anything past love and respect everybody is not liberalism okay right. and how often are those weaponized against the people right yeah they always talk about love when they're saying when they're doing the reverse yeah when it, i mean like dude if you look at uh nike with colin kaepernick yeah. lebron with uh china uh, uh ellen ellen with uh george bush the facade <laughs> oh God, and so the gross. lie of political correctness is over yeah. and it's like yeah. now it's just a weapon against middle-class white guys and middle-class exactly 
you know, I had Professor Griff on, and like he went hard at white people, and I was just like, <laughs> hey, dude, you know, come with me to my hometown where my mom is. She talks all the time about poor white kids coming to school with no fuck clean underwear, no clean clothes, drug out parents, no money for food. Yeah, I mean, even Jesse Jackson, of all people, talked about how numerically there's more homeless white people than any other race. Oh, just dude, walk around go, go the LA. fucking streets yeah, of all LA. white people. All white people. And veterans, too, to top it off. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, yeah. It's, we're not doing too great. It's really, it, the thing is this, is that identity politics is always used to obfuscate and divide people, never to solve the problem. It's so that those individuals who speak the language to the people are the ones that get elected by the, these people with their cognitive dissonance, not seeing what's coming for them, is that we have to keep the revolution going. For sure. Which means we always have to have a perceived enemy and a perceived threat to keep our base on our side because they would, you don't want them ever looking at your judgment, your character, your proclivity, mm -hmm. as to what you're really doing in that new, quote, structure that you've given them power to. Um, it's really disgusting and it's cynical and it really insults the intelligence of every human being. Well, there's oh, opportunities. How about like Syria? The mm -hmm. fake tech on, on oh Syria. It's insane. They Same fucking thing. assumed that nobody would catch that. Yeah. I mean, like all, oh, but they took it down. The video. Oh, they took it down and they apologized. Yeah. Oh, you oh know, about the mom. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The, 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 the West shooting Virginia range. shooting oh, range. Yeah. That, yeah. We, like, we, you know what the worst thing about that is? There were hands. There were other people uh, uh, video like using their. It. Yeah, they <laughs> cropped it. They had to. They had to actually go in and they edit the video. Yeah, they edited the video. And and yet they're like, oh, sorry, whoops. There's no whoops involved. Who edited the video? When the Syrian no. government takes in the Kurds, that whole narrative is gone. Yeah. And they still yep. run with it because it's it's not about it's for being their right. base. Yeah. It's just for the yeah. base it's because the it's echo like what, chamber. What, what what he said earlier, what Red, Red Pill said earlier, is he said, you know, it's not it's all to get them emotionally engaged again. Right? Mm -hmm. So you and I yeah. are going, this is BS, and we know it's BS, but it's not intended for you and I. Yep. It's intended yeah. yes. so that it's the first word out that, that fits with the emotion messaging that they've already built up this mud monster that they're going to just throw everything they can at him to keep you away from looking at the mirror that he's projecting back. And that, and that way they just keep them in contained. Yep. And by the time the election comes around, this is a real dangerous part because I don't know what Trump has planned, but the disclosure of these crimes has to lead up to the election. Do you think they're happening? Both of you. I want to ask John. I want to ask RP. Do you think that's happening? Because we have the uh, we have the documents, okay? <laughs> we have the documents. We know crimes were committed. I mean, Comey even said when he was testifying. I all I know is I heard Comey where at the moment where he said it was I, I'm not sure, but he basically said that, you know, one of the emails went somewhere we weren't sure. They knew exactly where it was and it was going to China. Okay. Yeah. And it, we should all thank the NYPD for sacrificing their lives. Nine they of did. For, for putting out uh, that the, demanding that Comey move forward uh, and try to prosecute uh, uh, Hillary or else they were going to put out that laptop. To give it to WikiLeaks, yep. and I still think it's they have. I think WikiLeaks oh, yeah. does have it, and they're waiting for the last <laughs> second to use it. But I think just like we saw at the last election, Comey moving forward and putting out uh, reopening the case, which was a kneecap to Hillary Clinton. Uh, I, I think they. I'm. I, I'm hoping and praying 
that uh, they will prosecute. I mean, it just hasn't moved quick enough for a lot of people, and I think it has to do because as much as there's push to the light, there's people trying to push it back into the darkness. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on I, I know you guys have been very uh, – I'm pro exposing this child sex trafficking shit. I mean, a woman is going to – she is laughing about running when she's had four major cases of international child sex trafficking against her in one year. Not just like all time. Mm. One year. John of God. Nexium. Uh, 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 El Chapo and Epstein all involving child sex trafficking and the one thing I find very interesting about e Epstein is how they try to make it look like it's just young girls because for some reason every they think everyone would be like dude they're 16 year olds they want it or something like that they don't talk about how like one of the witnesses said you know Bill Clinton really didn't mess around with us he's more into the boys that was the only time we ever heard about boys I've never heard yeah. anyone talking about boys. They are framing this about teenage girls. Yeah, yeah of course. I yeah. Mean, just yeah. like um, uh, with Nexium, they don't talk about the child trafficking. They just talk about trafficking. Yeah, you know, for sure. So what are your guys' thoughts? Jo uh, I, I think that it has to come out, and I do yeah. think that it will to a certain degree. Um, I don't know that all of the truth will come out. I think it'll probably be like 60% maybe, uh, but... You know, President Trump has already shined a, a pretty bright light on specifically child trafficking mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, human trafficking in general as well. And they he has gone after uh, pedophiles and purveyors of child pornography more than any other administration combined. You know, in the in the short time that he's been in office. Uh, there has been just a massive amount of these people that have been brought down. I mean, there was just recently the, the largest online marketplace of child pornography was just taken down. And, uh, you know, I said in my video today, the IP addresses that frequented that website were people from all over the government, you know, among <laughs> others. Yes, uh, dude. But, yes. You know, what's happening Google is the, the public's mind, the, set is, the stage is being set and the public is gradually – realizing just how corrupt these people are mm -hmm. so the uh, uh the, the coup this treason to try to remove a democratically elected president that is opening the door to show exactly what these people yes. were really up to yep. and i do believe that it's going to happen yep. uh you know and just from that tip that i got about guantanamo i think it's going to happen you know obviously before 2020, but I think it's going to happen early on. And I, I, I see it taking place. And I think that it's necessary because if people you mean don't 2020 election, right? I just want to clear that up because yeah. 2020 is like a month and two months away. So we're talking right. about 2020 election yeah. that you think something's going to happen. Not necessarily January 1st, well, 2020. I, I think that in, I think we're going to see something in January, you know, just okay. based on that, that tip. Something's going to happen, you know, whether it's the full disclosure of, you know, child sex trafficking taking place, uh, you know, with all of these powerful people being involved, you know, uh, I don't know. But here's the other thing based on Epstein. It doesn't matter that he's dead. OK, mm -hmm. they found stacks of DVDs that it, that's the blackmail material. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, powerful person plus, you know, 14 year old girl, each disc, something different. I mean, dude, all who of writes that? 
Like if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna have that, wouldn't you be like Epstein, you know or... a raccoon <laughs> with a popsicle? So like like yeah, like frazzle drip or something. Yeah, like something like <laughs> your thoughts on frazzle drip. Do you think that's ever gonna come out, RP? And do you believe in that? Do you think that's out there? I, no. I don't. I don't believe in frazzle drip specifically. Uh, I would imagine that there is evidence like that out there, but I think frazzle drip specifically was, you know, that's disinformation uh, because, you know, I mean, they create, you know, cottage words like that, you know, and then people use them, and then they can point to it and say people who believe in this are insane, right, right. you know, and they've done it, you know, with uh, the stuff in 2015, you know, the. Italian food gate. Well, I'm not going to say it because I know it'll get uh, get you shut down right away. Um, but uh, the uh, the other stuff, you know, with QAnon, you know, all of it, they can they can point to us. They can say, you know, these people are crazy, and you know, we shouldn't trust them. Uh, but I I think that it's all going to come out. You know, I just think it's a matter of time, and I think that p people have to be gradually brought into it. If it just was, you know, dumped on us all mm -hmm. at once, mm -hmm. uh, then the nature of the 24 hour news cycle would, you know, very quickly wash over it and people would be, you know, inundated with stories about other stuff. Uh, and then the left would never believe it. It has to be dripped slowly until everybody's brain up with knowledge. And then, you know, then the left will have to agree that, you know, this is real, this is happening, you know, we got to protect the children. Um, a qu couple quick questions as we bang them out real quick. Was the, uh, 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 the uh, Anthony Weiner laptop real? I mean, we were talking about NYPD Blue. You don't believe in Fazzle Drip. That's kind of where that supposedly that snuff film is. Uh, you don't necessarily believe in that or you don't believe in the term? I don't believe in the term. I do believe that that stuff exists on that laptop. Uh, but I think that it was created just as a side story yeah. to, uh, you know, take away the attention from the fact that there is the Anthony Weiner laptop with this very incriminating evidence on it. Uh, you know, I think that everything on that laptop, you know, that has been reported is real. You know, I there have been so many cops. I mean, I don't even know how many it is now. But, you know, police officers in New York City, you know, either being shot and killed or committing suicide themselves, uh, you know, when and they have I've, like I've two months for retirement, yeah. you know, they yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense for these people to have killed themselves unless there is something that we don't know about. Obviously there's a couple of, um, that I have connected. I've got a source actually in the NYPD. Whoa. And so he's been, yeah. So he's been helping me out to make these connections between these guys because many of them he knew personally are, um, uh, he had another relative that was also NYPD that would have known them. Um, you know, and I've never said this before, but I'll say it here. I'll give you an exclusive. There is two of them. I'm not going to say which two, but the word was that these two were lovers. And one of them killed themselves, and then very shortly after, the other one did the same thing. So I, I don't know if uh, if that is separate from all of these others, but I, I have to think that there's, you know, the connection and the Anthony Weiner laptop makes a lot of sense. There was somebody when I when I first heard about all these cops killing themselves in, NY, in New York City, first thing I thought was the Anthony Weiner laptop. You know, how do we get a list uh, to figure out, you know, who in the NYPD saw that laptop? Well, it doesn't exist. 
you know, unless I get to talk to someone in the NYPD who can say, you know, I saw the laptop and, you know, I know that all these other guys did too. And if you want to email me at redpill78 at protonmail.com, you're welcome to do that if you're out there. But uh, that hasn't happened yet, you know. So I, I think that, you know, there could be a couple of different layers here, but I do believe that they are all connected and uh, I would not be surprised if it, it was so, it was that you haven't had, nobody's told you they've seen the laptop. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying if you're out there and you're listening, you can email me and tell okay. me about it. Final two questions because we got a jam. But OK, real quick. Tulsi Gabbard. We've all been uh, you know, I've been following her since 2015 when she stepped down from the DNC. Uh, I had Tulsi Gabbard 2020 way back in 2016. But over time, like I've talked to my friends when I bring up to them that she may be compromised. Uh, she may be controlled opposition. I get a visceral reaction from these people. Mm. What are your yeah, guys' yeah. thoughts on her? You want to go on this one, John? Yeah, well, I, we were talking about this the other night and, and on your uh, podcast as well that we did for the Patreon. Uh, basically, I, I've kind of revised my, uh, my opinion on this. I think she, with Clinton, Clint, my bet would be Clinton and Warren together on the same ticket. This is to nullify Tulsi Gabbard, which will make a lot of the progressives or actually, no, most people will get away from her as much as possible to make her the least popular. Bernie Sanders was endorsed by the squad, which means that they're going to move him out and when he's taken down all, this is the thing I was thinking about. La in 2016, you know who his biggest part of his base was? Millennial women, young millennial women. The squad is there so that when he doesn't win and drops out and will endorse the nominee, the squad will tell everybody to go to Clinton and Warren. Because Warren and Clinton, Clinton will bring the neoliberal bullshit and Warren will bring the progressive corporatist wing that they want, and they'll unify the party that way. That's my opinion on it. So, but is she a real deal, or is she like, is she CFR, Sheldon Alderson, oh, I mean, Edison's? Edison's? She also has a donor that, uh, well, I forgot the name of the person, but there is a donor tied to Jeffrey Epstein. It's the wife of the former New Mexico governor, I believe, oh, that's Bill tied. Richardson? No, no, the one that gifted the land to Epstein. Uh, yeah. She's a donor. She's a donor of Gabbard's, if I understand that wow. correctly. Wow. And, and all the CFR and everything else that Laura Loomer, for better or worse, I don't care who the person is, if, is the information true? And Laura Loomer put together a pretty good article that said, look at all these connections. I mean, you know, you can't tell everything from a photograph right. that she's hanging out with Antifa, but that guy, I mean, of all the people, like, you don't have the mind, even if you're on a campaign stop, to check the people that you're trying to meet with. Well, and, for sure, dude. And, like, and having somebody with. donate to her, I, like, being in L.A., dude, like, through my life, I have all these people going, oh, Sam was at this place and Sam was at that place. I'm like... Dude, you could go to Pink Hot Dogs and, and, and convince yourself that it has some something to do with child sex trafficking. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I'm sorry that in your life you have nobody exciting doing anything. When you hang yeah. around <laughs> with interesting people, you're gonna you're gonna run into some shady fucks. Doesn't mean you're one of them. Right. Just like right. if you ain't hanging out at the comedy store, you're gonna meet some interesting people. 
And unfortunately, some of them are bad. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're hanging. You just, and you hey, I'm up. in the hallway. He's in the hallway. Stop for a picture. Boom. Now we got some weirdness right. going on, right? Yeah. The only thing I <clears> want to <throat> qualify that as is because it's not just my speculation so much as that Tulsi and all the things that happened before they let her back into the debates, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, she had to was, say she wanted to impeach the, Trump. Right. Exactly. That's and you're like, taking oh, a knee. In the face of what? What fact? Yeah. yeah. What fact? Yeah. I'm with you, dude. I mean, I get mad about that because I'm like, I love it, cut John. through the bullshit. And John, just you're say, a cuddly fact? mad. Like, he's cuddly. <laughs> like, Real nice John mad. getting mad is like a Care Bear well, getting mad. you know, right? I also... <laughs> I love it. I also had a love affair with Tulsi, but then she got married. So yeah, like, that's okay. Scorn lover, scorn lover. RP, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I do think that Tulsi Gabbard is uh, some level of controlled opposition. Uh, I think that everybody in the Democratic Party... You know, and even the, in the Republican Party, you know, when you're in a race, you know, it, it's cutthroat. You know, people will do and say things that they would not otherwise do. And even Democrat to Republican, those people are all friends. You know, I mean, like it's all a show for the public. And I, I completely agree with uh, John's assessment of the situation. I, I think that that's exactly what they're going to need to do if they have any hope of beating Donald Trump. But, of course, they don't. So it really doesn't matter. You know, I, I, Tulsi Gabbard, she's, you know, counsel on foreign relations. You know, she's, um, it's she, what some things that she says, you know, I think are are not that bad. You know, I can understand why Jimmy Dore loves her. Uh, But, um, you know, when it, when you cut it to the chase, you know, she is exactly the same as everybody else. What's her voting record? Because I think she's voted straight on like, I mean, even the squad votes straight on international banking couple yes. party lines. Day, if you're still supporting the Federal Reserve in the face yeah, of everything so it's today, like, it's like, come on. Here's well, my whole thing about Trump. and Because we could say, oh, well, look at Trump. And uh, is he controlled opposition? All I know is that Hillary handpicked her opponents. And Hillary was the chosen one that was going to go in. And I just think... The only way you beat a bad man is with a bad man, okay? And, like, the only way the CIA gets taken out is with something that's as equally powerful, and that is military intelligence. And yep. it, I like, trust me, dude, I'll sit here every day and, and check everything that Trump does because I am not signing blank checks to anybody in that position. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to sign blank checks to the military. But I believe... At, at, at some level, doesn't mean at the highest, highest level, the guy who's in like, that was like in control of air defense or so uh, on 9-11 who actually got promoted. That guy seems to me compromised. But I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have joined the military because they love the country that realize we're being used as stormtroopers. Yes. And that Absolutely. this is the last, because dude, where we're going is China and the international cabal is playing both of us just like they did Europe during World War II. They played both for Britain and for uh, uh, Germany. So whoever won at that moment, they come out on top and they're doing it with China right now. Yep. And I think there's people Absolutely. at the top here that think at the end. That ends up bad for everybody in the United States. What people join the military to do, protect the Constitution, protect the country, goes against what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 
Did uh did y'all see that picture of Tulsi uh throwing up the Illuminati pyramid symbol? And then <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh no, I it's get just weirded out by those things too. But Jeez. it's just like it's moment. I mean, like, dude, I don't know how many times someone told me to do this, yeah. and I and you do it, and you're like, okay, now I'm a I'm fucking Epstein's best friend. You know, it's just like right. I would just say, man, you just really before you start a, a, like a witch hunt, man, you gotta really hold back and go, what you're doing with that, and not you, but I say the people in our community. Because we always say, oh, the left just eats themselves up. Guess what? So does the conspiracy theory oh, groups, yeah, totally right? Does. They we eat each other up by everybody's yeah. compromise. Everybody. So it's like what, chill. what you do is you're no different than when someone says a, a politically incorrect term and the left calls him a bigot. You're like, well, what are my actions? What are their actions? Look at their actions. Well, that takes time and work, okay? Yeah. yeah. So I want to get in, and you then know, we'll get to, go on. Sorry, go RP. I was just going to say, you know, anytime, you know, people call the, you know, the racist or the bigot card on President Trump, President Trump is the one who passed prison reform, you know, overwhelmingly helping people of color. Uh, you know, black unemployment is like the lowest level in history. Hispanic unemployment, you know, Caucasian unemployment, Asian unemployment, everybody is doing well, you know, and, and as far as that Tulsi Gabbard with the, um, the triangle, I think it was my buddy Thomas at True Reporting. You were on his show one time. I, he said that uh, people from Hawaii, like they make a triangle like that. I haven't been able to verify that. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that could be or it's like, you know, us or President Trump using the OK symbol yeah. and people saying, oh, it's a 666, you know, or it's white <laughs> power. You know, I mean, you're right. I mean, people have been bred to go after each other, you know, to attack what they think might be weaker or, uh, you know, to just, you know, go with the herd and, and uh, you know, too. just have this herd mentality. And it's, you know, it's too bad. You know, I mean, we have this like false dichotomy of the right and the left, the good and the bad. It's much closer to shades of gray, you know, yeah, and I just because somebody holds their hand in a certain way. You know, I think that President Trump, uh, I think he was in like Norway or Sweden recently. And, you know, when he was, uh, you know, he had his hands together on the table and they vaguely formed the shape of a triangle. And I had so <laughs> many people emailing me saying, you know, President Trump is the Illuminati. You know, well, no, I, I don't believe that. You know, I mean, I, I, if I look back at pictures of me taken, you know, 24 hours a day for the last, you know, several years, there's probably going to be, you know, a, a couple of different hand gestures that I'm making. And it's, you know, totally uh, subliminal. I don't even realize I'm doing it. Oh, uh, it, it, I mean, it was uh, it, it was uh, a symbol for some <coughs> movement she was working with. I mean, she it's it's on her Instagram. She's she's clear. It's not like an okay. accidental thing. You know what I mean? No, it's but clear, even it's, yeah, it's just I'm, like I don't know if it's I'm just saying it no, I'm just pointing out there, you know I mean? and like out if there. there's a bunch of things to lead on, yeah. then we could be like, yeah. OK, she's compromised. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like but. But right. people go because of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. let's just go That's over here. Like, I mean, if you look at her, yeah. like, it's just the all the things that she, everything else she belongs to. You yeah, know what I mean, like, CFR I worked at this one bad. job, and everybody's trying to go, <laughs> "Hey, what'd you know about what was going on there?" I'm like, "Dude, I was a valet." <laughs> Like, you don't run a giant child sex trafficking ring by letting the valets in on it. You know, the right. guy who does stand up in the main room talks about his life. You don't let him in on the kid fucking parties, okay? Because he'll run and start telling everybody. It's like, that's not how you keep this thing going forever. It's called a secret society because it's a secret. You don't let the, yeah. the fucking house cleaning staff in on it. It's like, well, dude. The same thing. Same thing with Masons. You know, I hear people a lot of times saying, you know, all Masons are evil. You know, they're all in on it. 
But, you know, I mean, the vast majority of Freemasons are like first, second, third level Masons. Yeah, I mean, they're just guys that go and hang out with, uh, <laughs> with you know, dudes, you know, whatever they do, like once a month or something like that. And, and you know, they do charity functions, you know, I mean – they 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 help out the community. I mean, the guys that are just you know low level people, they have you know no connection to that higher level stuff. Right. For sure. Uh, so I mean, it's such a, a wide variety, and you know, I mean, you got to get to like the elite top, you know, one percent before they let you in on. It's like Ronald Bernard, John. You right. know, I mean, like he got to a certain level. And then they were like, you know, okay, now you're, you know, at this top tier. So now let's go ahead and kill a kid and drink their blood. Right. Yeah. And he, he didn't see any of that coming. In fact, he went into the church. He talks about it. He went into the church the first time. It was just naked women, which was fine with him. He thought it was silly, funny. They were doing their, their rituals, their eyed wide shut. Not necessarily, well, I don't know if they were doing the sex part, but it was the child part that was... I mean, you're talking about a guy who was a career criminal for 20-something, 15-something years and had bankrupted companies and had watched people kill themselves and had a laugh about it. And then you bring a child into it. That's why it's all like... it's like. And what did he do? He he broke down. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And he said said the one thing about criminals, like like the criminal class of the people that we all know, right? The majority of them... The line is children. They will not cross that line because they themselves were abused so badly. They know that that's basically them. So these people, now think about that. That's career criminals doing all of this shit in the world, knowing what they're doing. And they won't do that. So what does it take to cross that line? What kind of person or thing in somebody's head says, ah, I have finally arrived? Yeah. Absolute psychopath. As sick as that is, that's what it is. And this is when he said, and people don't equate this, these people hate all life on this planet. Yeah. All of it. All of it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. It upsets me so much. But you dude. know what? We're here right now. No, we if are, If it was dude. terrible, if it was horrible and it was completely gone, you and I would not be having this What's conversation. What's your question, oh, dude? Uh, talking about people going after people, attacking each other. What do you think about Trump going after the Federal Reserve? You think it's something for 2020? You think he's given I, up on it? Go I think it. that he is making moves uh, to take us out of the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. system. Dude, 100%. I will go and protect him. I'll grab a gun and protect the White House. I will protect him. I'll join the military just to help Trump. If he gets, I mean, they don't want my fat old ass. But I mean, like, if anyone's going to go there and have Trump's back, if he goes after the fucking Federal Reserve, I am completely behind him. I would I would guarantee that to. something's going to happen because the BIS issued this and BIS is the, you know, head of the IMF and the World Bank and then all the multi they issued a statement this summer which was you could read between the lines but basically they were saying everybody's on their own now. All the central there is no cohesion within the central banking units. So all of them are are being given instructions to make preparations. Save yourself. Save yourself, essentially, but in their very eloquent yeah. way. But that's basically what they're saying is that you better prepare for the coming storms that you're going to be riding out in your own unique areas. So there isn't going to be any trust. There's no more trust between the central banks. So that isolates them, which gives him leverage to be able to restructure it under the actual original act that it was intended to be done, that those bastards 
that conspired, used in order <laughs> to get the power. Mm-hmm. They, well, they created, yeah. where they created the faulty crisis so that they can act an emergency power that they themselves were also in charge of. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so if yep. we get it back to the standard, which is to nationalize everything and make sure that we don't have fraud in the market of our banking system, fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, I wanted to uh, say something about that. Um, I, I, as a in, Jew? As a Jew, uh, <laughs> as a shareholder of the Federal Reserve. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> um, no, but uh, he's the only president uh, that I've ever, I mean, historically, I've never seen this since the Federal Reserve started, um, that has been openly critical and pointing out specifics in their policies yep. as to what they're doing to uh, to attack uh, his presidency. They call them pathetic. Yeah. I mean, and um, yeah, it's um, they are pathetic. I mean, you think about like, and I, I mean, I don't know what's worse, like the the people that now know were were basically run by a, like a bunch of private old families, yeah, or like uh, uh, or them themselves for for doing it because we all know now, right? And yeah. I just think that uh, Trump is the only one I've ever seen. I mean, not a single president has ever been critical in any way of uh, of, the, of the Federal Reserve. Dude, not once. Getting out of no. climate, the Paris climate yeah. agreement, the, tra- uh, the TPP, pulling out of uh, uh, Syria. NAFTA. Na- I mean, yeah. pulling out of NAFTA, dude. Going to war with China, and it's hurting China's economy. I mean, like, mm. dude, there are things that you don't do. Yeah. Because that's not status quo. And you, you, we could sit there and, like, you know, I always have to do the disclaimer. Well, this is what I don't like about Trump before Trump. I, I, dude, I'll take Trump a thousand times over every president I've known. Absolutely. It's just the truth. And I would like, I mean, like, dude, but I'll also sit there and go, if he proves me wrong, I'll be like, yep, I, I fell for the bullshit. But at this moment... I believe in what we're, what he's doing right now because these like dude to destroy the mainstream media to take down this Jeffrey Epstein th- these major child sex trafficking this is not business as usual it's not no no and you know what really convinced me was in the lead up to 2016 uh 2015 he was universally hated and reviled by the right the left the mainstream media Hollywood. Everyone hated him. Everyone just completely derided him at any any point that they had an opportunity. And that has never been done. Okay, it was so obvious that he was not part of the status quo. He was not on this like, you know, billionaire boys club on the inside where everybody pretends to be, uh, you know, enemies in the public. And then as soon as the doors close, you know, everybody's shaking hands, you know, lighting cigars together, literally kissing babies. Yes, yes. He really, he did not need to do this. Okay, he has lost millions of dollars since becoming president. He doesn't take a salary. Uh, He has put himself and his family in jeopardy. Why? Because he loves his country, because he wanted to restore it for us. And that's what we're seeing right now. I think that it's going to it's going to go as far as it possibly can. Yes, he's going to, you know, end the central bank. He's going to take us out of this debt-based monetary system. You know, whether it's crypto, whether it's gold, whether it's based on oil because we are, you know, a net energy exporter now. President Trump is doing it, and every single thing that he's done has taken us further and further away from the changes that were made under people like Clinton, under people like, you know, W, you know, all of these things that were done to our country 
put us at a significant disadvantage. And absolutely everything that President Trump does puts us back to being number one. We are making America great again. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And for the people who can't see that, they are blind, okay? We were this close to, you know, being completely taken over by by the Chinese, you know? I mean, I the, couldn't agree think, more, dude. I couldn't agree more. To think what has been allowed, you know, to like the, the Chinese, like sneaking into every industry, you know, I mean, I live in a college town. There's a lot of Chinese foreign exchange students. All of that, uh, you know, mental capital, all of the uh, proprietary, you know, uh, inventions and stuff getting sucked out and getting uh, copied over in China. Uh, the port of Long Beach, Obama allowed the Chinese to sign like a 75-year lease for, for absolutely nothing on the port of Long Beach. That was a major strategic port, okay? And President Trump, he reversed it. I love Why it, would dude. we allow the Chinese to do that unless you want to let them take over? Yeah. Final question. Uh, Snowden was on Rogan today. I want to stay on Snowden. What is uh, your thoughts on Snowden? Because just let's take a step back and look at two humongous whistleblowers. We have uh, Edward Snowden and we have Julian Assange. Look at how the two are treated. Look at how yeah. they're allowed to operate. And I know Johnny is always like, well, you should, you know, and, and Johnny can't jump on things. Johnny's open mind to it all. But uh, I just think like, I mean, when you heard the story about the fight between the CIA and the uh, and the NSA, I mean, it fits right into that narrative. It does. You know, I, I am among the group that thinks that Snowden is a traitor at the heart of it. And that's because Snowden was CIA before he was NSA. And everything that he did crippled the ability of the NSA to do their mission, which was necessary if you were you know, going to be running a criminal enterprise out of the government of the United States. Uh, and uh, so everything that he did was bad for the NSA. It emboldened the CIA, whose mission is to operate only outside of the borders of the United States. But clearly, they are operating within the United States for as well. For sure. You know, Yes. So it is a war. It is a war, a, you know, a silent cold war between the NSA and the CIA. And, uh, you know, I think that Snowden was allowed to release that information. He was allowed to travel uh, and then he was allowed to go to Russia. You know, I mean, they would have known what was up. You know, he would not have been permitted to make those flights to get out of uh, to get out of Dodge That's true. Uh, so that, you know, he could, you know, then stay over there in Russia and continue to talk. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, everything that he did was only to hurt the NSA, you know, and uh, it stopped the NSA's ability to listen to those, you know, black hats in the U.S. government and uh, and keep track of them, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I don't think that – but I will say with Julian Assange, the treatment that he has uh, received, uh, you know, the CIA has every uh, – you know, it, they're invested – in making sure that, uh, you know, he is not, you know, treated very well, uh, that, uh, you know, because everything that uh, Assange did, you know, that hurt the operations of the CIA, if you look at it. Uh, and because I think that CIA is deeply invested in, you know, Hillary Clinton and, you know, the State Department, everything that, uh, you know, is going on with all these people connected to her. So, you know, the uh, the treatment that he's received in, uh, you know, while he's been in captivity is terrible. I think he's been tortured, but he is going to be extradited to the United States. Now, we know that President Trump understands that Julian Assange is the key 
to the final unraveling of the Russia collusion narrative because Snowden, excuse me, because Assange can tell the Justice Department exactly who gave him the DNC files and all those emails. It certainly wasn't Russia. I would say it was probably Seth Rich. Allegedly, I should say allegedly. Allegedly, Seth allegedly. Rich. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, I, I so I, I think that it's terrible what's happening to uh, Julian right now. But I think that once he gets into U.S. custody, if he makes it, because I'm sure that there are still probably elements uh, from, you know, the former administration and the clowns in America that are, you know, making sure clowns that where he's at in Britain, that he's not getting treated well. But once he gets into U.S. custody, uh, you know, all bets are off. He's going to give all the information, you know, and I, I think he's a journalist. I think he had every right to do what he did, uh, you know, in terms of releasing this information. You know, the only thing that I heard uh, that, you know, I could agree with was when Chelsea Manning or Bradley Manning was getting the um, with those files. What was it? Cablegate or something yeah. like that. Getting those files um, that Julian instructed him on how to, you know, I guess maybe break the, the password or something like that. Mm -hmm. If that is true, then, you know, that is against the law. You mean, then he becomes an active participant in the hacking and, uh, you know, stealing of that information. If he just, you know, received a call from Bradley Manning and, and Bradley was like, hey, guess what? I have all this, you know, journalistic stuff I'd like to give you so that you can put it on your website. And he's like, OK, you know, then that's that's another thing entirely. You know, that is journalism. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is that Edward Snowden, all of his information was put out through, you know, mainstream publications. What was it? The Guardian, <laughs> like the state yeah. paper of, of the UK and the Queen. You know, I mean, I, I just I just don't see or excuse me, Snowden as being a good guy. I think that that was carefully crafted to destroy the intelligence gathering abilities of the NSA and military intelligence. John? Oh, I've heard that from a hacker guy who did a movie on hacking here in LA. Although he had it, he had the misinformation that, you know, the Washington Post and some of these other ones were credible news sources, but he said that he was told that Snowden was not a good guy. And I had that was when I posted that, this is when I was asleep, but I had posted that thing on Oliver Stone because I, I was looking at the merit of what that whole story was about, the, the movie that he did. And I remember one of my friends is saying, no, this is my, fr my inside sources told me that he was there to destroy the NSA. But more importantly, I would say this, the thing about Julian Assange is really important. He's still alive. Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> supposedly isn't. Um, these are high value targets. And if the U.S. is going to do things legally, unfortunately, Assange is going to have to suffer somewhat, but they're going to yeah. try to do everything they can to keep him alive because he's the star witness yeah. that can basically end the whole thing to bring it all to a head. Um, but if that issue about what you mentioned where uh, he gave that password, he tried to help him hack it, I read that, that the charge is only five years. And what would he do if he had information that he could give the government that's helpful in their investigations? You trade Absolutely. that out. You wouldn't charge. You would charge a guy with five years for over that when you have supposedly this mountain of evidence yep. of, of treason and everything I know, else. It doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense. Doesn't that, make sense. But that's what I'm saying. You get him. You got five years right there, which mm -hmm. is easy to trade out for information. Yeah. Reduce. Doesn't sentence, make sense, man. He becomes a national hero, or yeah. they can make him go away. Whatever, because depending on the climate, you don't want to risk somebody that that has actually helped. So I, I, I mm -hmm. think I, I'm always the guy that believes in waiting till that clock <laughs> hits zero. Yeah. 
You know, yep. that it's still statistically po- until it's not statistically possible anymore for there to be a chance. So there's still a chance. All right. Um, could yeah. I say something about uh, uh, Snowden too. real quick? You um, did not. Yeah, go okay, on. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> But he uh, so he gave it to the Guardian and the Intercept, right? And the Intercept, I've I've always yep. felt like was a was just a fake like we're a fake independent front. Is Glenn Greenwald and part of that? He is, but he's definitely uh, removed himself more from that role. Like, um, and but they shut down. Okay. They, remember, they said we're going to release it all. They let release, I think, maybe ten percent. Yeah, and then they shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like Guardian, yep. which is just yep. let's be honest, a complete piece of shit. Shit. Um, like it, that might even be good, uh, too good, and the intercept, which I, I just think is a total fraud. They, they, they have Sean King. That I mean, God oh, damn! Yeah, how much uh, of a garbage outlet are you if you have that guy? On the corruption that that guy did in his pack alone. So yeah. oh it's yeah, like, come on. he extorts people. He extorts people. He's a complete piece of He's shit. He's a race baiter. He's yep. a carnival race baiter, and I would say it to his face, and I'd tell him I'd say of it to all his the face things too. that you've posted yeah. about race relations in this country. What has been the net effect of your words spoken? Yeah, division. Yeah, these are the positive. good people. Mm-hmm. We're the good people. These are the bad people. You're not talking about unifying. Yep. You're not trying to talk past the issue. How many times has that guy posted fraudulent information or information at the yep. time that was out of context, turned out not to be true, and and lightly redacted it or maybe deleted the? He's tweet. like Al Sharpton of Twitter. Dude. Anyway, sorry. Yes. I, that's just my. I just had <laughs> you, you, you touched a nerve there. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, dude, that, I hate that, that guy, man. That cuddly, that cuddly Care Bear anger came out again. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to have to lose my shit. No, I love it, dude. Uh, he is RP. Tell us again about your uh, channel and where they can find it. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at redpill78. It's youtube.com forward slash C, the letter C, and then forward slash redpill78. If you search Red Pill 78 all one word, then all of my videos will come up. Uh, I also have a couple of backup channels. I would like for people to subscribe to something hands on my main channel. Uh, I also uh, I'm active on Twitter at redpill78. Uh, you can find new videos Sunday through Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, th- and then on Fridays, I have a live stream at 10 p.m., 10 till midnight. And then Saturdays, a live stream from 9 to 11. Well, ma'am, we loved having you on. I hope you'll do it again soon and uh, come on and oh, talk great about time. anything you want. Where can they find you, Reed? Uh, I deleted my Twitter because it's a fucking dumpster fire. Um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, but you can find me on Instagram, which I think is the healthiest social media outlet. It's at uh, Reed Marshall Becker with one L and Marshall. Um, and uh, other than that, you can find me uh, drunk at the Secret Group in Houston pretty much every one night. One of my favorite comedy clubs, That's uh, the dude. best, man. Yeah. Where can they find you at, John? Uh, Instagram and Twitter, no restrictions, and no restrictions, ent.com for all of our... I'm obviously at, at Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I. If you want to see any of my dates, go to samtripoli.com. XG, tell them where they can find you. At XG Marks the Spot and catches uh, in Las Vegas. XG Marks the Spot. Yep. yep. Okay. Johnny, can you get on? Can you tell them or you don't want to? All right. Thank you. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, I want to say something to you. Today was what we dreamed of when we put the studio together. It went really well. I'm really happy. I'm really glad that we worked together. This setup was awesome. It's everything we wanted it to be, and you did a great job. So, Johnny Woodard, thank you very much, bud. Well done, sir. You're a G, and uh, thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the new studio. It is always a work in progress. What it looks like in a year from now, who knows, but this was all uh, love and tender. We, we love the place that let us be here, and I love that you guys showed up, and 
RP, thank you so much for just spending time on our silly little show. Guys, thank you so much, and we'll see you again soon. Take care, everybody.